Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. On today's podcast, we dive into the six-year anniversary of Holly Holm's shocking knockout of Ronda Rousey and the effect that it had on MMA. We are taking a walk down memory lane. We are talking Holly Holm defeating Ronda Rousey, UFC 193. Misha, what do you remember of this exact moment of this going down between Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey? Well, honestly, I remember thinking that there was just, I didn't think Holly had a prayer. (laughs) And no pun on the preacher's daughter nickname (laughs) she has. I didn't think she had a prayer in hell um, to win this fight. And I think I was not alone. The large majority of the world, she was a massive, massive underdog. And she fought the perfect fight it was incredible mm-hmm. especially at one point the fight act did hit the ground and she was in an arm bar position and she managed to just ath- you know athletically get herself out of that position she had hurt mm-hmm. Rhonda a little bit or Rhonda was already a little bit stunned um and they got back to the feet and she was the matador and and Rhonda was the bull and she lit her up. She made her pay the price for, for being that kind of careless missile type of, of fighter sometimes that Rhonda was. They worked against every single person except for Holly Holm up until that point. It was mind-blowing. It was the, the, the reverberations of that fight were felt worldwide. It mm-hmm. was huge. It was huge. Uh, what about what happened to Rhonda after this sort of the downfall of Rhonda Rousey of uh, her being humanized by Holly Holm. Yeah, she she definitely uh, hit a rock bottom, so to speak. Um, You know, she was the untouchable. She was the unbeatable. She was the one beating everybody in under a minute, uh, you know, kind of girl. That's what the, the, Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, she had said many times, I will retire undefeated. And um, it just kind of came back to bite her in the butt. You know, people love to be with you when you're winning. But the moment you lose, you really start to see who actually is there with you, who's Mm -hmm. actually your ride or die. And I think she probably felt that. I know I've been in those similar situations where you kind of feel the the fallout and the fallback and you thought everything was great and then, you know, real shit hits the fan and you're like, "Oh. Okay, Oof. so this is how it really is." And it can be a rude awakening. What was the talk amongst um your peers, like the your female peers as this was happening? Uh it was kind of um it was mixed. Obviously, most of my friends were sided with me, so they were happy, honestly, to see the demise of Ronda Rousey. They're like, "Yeah, she-. like I remember my friend Gina, Gina Mazzani. She fights in the UFC as well, and she she was there with me. We were watching the fights, and she turned around to me and she said, "Oh my God, you, Misha. She's like, you're going to be a world champion." And she knew, she knew because it was the it was the Ronda matchup that didn't work for me, but the Holly one did. Yeah. You yeah. know? And, um, yeah. so she's like, Oh my God, she was already thinking ahead. Like, this is, this is it. This is your, you become a world champion. This is great. And <laughs> she was right. She was right. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> hey, Gina knows what Gina knows. We now all know. Yeah. Um, what, how do you think Ronda Rousey would fare in UFC today? If she were to make a return? Well, I have to, think that she would make a um 
a, you know, a triumphant return in that she'd have to put all of her eggs in that basket again. I know that she just had a baby and so, and she's clearly has not made any indication that she wants to come back, you know, so I don't want to sit here and say like, oh, you know, talk. Um, But obviously I would like that fight again. Um, I don't know how she would fare against everybody. We saw what happened with um, Amanda. Mm Mm-hmm. But what I'm interested in is if she came back as how she would fare against me. Because I think that would be a much different fight this time around. And you guys will get a chance to see what I'm talking about come November 20th. You will see what I'm saying when I say Tate 2.0. You got a little taste with Marion. But a lot of people still want to discredit that win. Even though she had never been finished. She'd only ever lost like very close split decisions. Um you know, it was her retirement fight, right? Yeah. Um, she sure. was in her forties and that's what people want to take away that there's just, you know, that somehow that loses a lot of credibility. Okay, fine. Now I'm fighting Ketlin Vieira, you know, she's ranked number seven in the world. She was on the verge of becoming a contender. Mm-hmm. So let me continue to show you this is proper progression. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. And if this, if Rhonda ever did decide to come back, it would have to be against me and it would be epic. And I would get, I'd finally get that victory over Ronda. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think there's like the two different options as well. I mean, looking at like, you know, Ronda Rousey left UFC and wanted to have her run in WWE and she had, you know, a a pretty successful run in WWE. She was the raw women's champion for quite some time. She was somebody that picked up pro wrestling with the likes of a Kurt Angle, uh, of a Brock Lesnar guys that have, Mm -hmm. have, that wrestling combat sports background, she stepped in there and really acclimated quickly. And it it does not happen often, but is that something that's going to maybe happen for Ronda on the other side of this? Maybe. Well, and that's the thing is I feel like she has too many options, too many things. She's so successful in so many ways that I just don't know if she'll want to come back Mm -hmm. and face the best of the best, because as the sport continues to evolve, as you see, it's real. Like you really can take damage. You really can get hurt. And I just don't know if she has that competitive drive anymore to want to really be the very best and, and take real damage when she could do other things and be successful and make money and have a career outside of fighting. So yeah. I, I don't know if we'll ever see Rhonda back, but if she I, does, I, I strongly, that. I strongly believe that we will see Rhonda back in professional wrestling. I that think probably that happen. I think that will happen. Um, you know, I, I think just with her wrapping up her time with WWE she went off. She just had her baby, as you just said. Her baby's, what, like a couple weeks old? So she's at home doing her thing. Though I do feel like she'll want to bounce back the same way that her mom did by going to the Olympics, like weeks after having her or <laughs> however that went down. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I think that's probably where she'll she'll end up to at some point. Yeah. But she's got a lot of options. So I yeah. don't, fighting is the hardest one of those options. You have to really want it. So I say that from certain experience, you know, it, it is the hardest. And especially once you have kids, because you have a lot more on your plate. So you have to really want it. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, I think when Rhonda is focused on something, she's laser focused on that. So if it was something that she did want to transition back into the MMA world, but maybe that's, maybe she's just completely closed the book on that. She's completely shut that chapter down and is Could done. Um, we don't know. We should have her on and talk to her. I would like to be a fly on the wall for you. Yeah, and one Rhonda of the days when I'm not there, you can have her on. <laughs> Otherwise, it might be a really bad idea. <laughs> I think it sounds like great programming. I would love to hear that. Um, but yeah, I think I think Rhonda back in the WWE world, I, I certainly see her lacing up her boots and uh, 
putting that kilt back on Roddy Piper style. Uh, but actually something interesting that just happened was um, Sasha Banks was just on Kurt Angle's new podcast. And uh, she had a couple words to say about what it was like having Ronda Rousey uh, step into squared circle. There, there might be a little tension. I, uh, I don't know real heat. I was pissed off that Ronda Rousey can come in, get more money than me, get a, get a locker room than me and, and bring all these people backstage and get more time than me. I'm like, excuse me, who is you and what you do? besides respecting everything that she's done in the UFC and that fight world, when it comes to the squared circle, that's my home. That's where, that's, that's why I'm a legit boss, not Ronda Rousey. So there could have been a lot of tension from that. And the other three, I just didn't know that I didn't even know why they called themselves the four horsewomen. I was like, thank you so much for being a fan. Um, but that was our trademark second at the Ric Flair. All right, so Sasha Banks has her words on Ronda Rousey stepping in uh, to WWE. And, you know, that was years ago. I know that they, you know, they've done some programs together. They were able to work together. But what is your take on, I guess, does your respect that you've earned in one sport, does that transfer over into another one and automatically you just get that gold star right away? Like, like what Sasha was saying, she's getting paid more. She's got her locker room. She's got her whole crew with her making her way uh, backstage in WWE. Do you think that it should work that way? Fair and deserved are not two words that you can really use in combat sports to be fair. Sure. <laughs> to be okay. perfectly fair. You can okay. use those words because yeah. What does that really even mean? I mean, yeah, Rhonda was a huge star. She's coming over with a ton of momentum. So she's mm -hmm. going to uh, cross over with a Has large cachet. Yeah, yeah, she's going to cross over with a massive appeal. So, but I can understand entirely where Sasha Banks uh, felt like, how rude like how can I just be and that's honestly where Rhonda's and my rivalry kind of got off too because I remember she was fighting at 145 I was fighting at 135 in strike force and she just started talking all this smack and I was like who what like uh <laughs> up until that point all the women in MMA were pretty you know it had been so small and we had fought mm -hmm. so hard to get where we were to get accepted that we didn't really have any women who were fighting um, each other outside of the sport. We were all kind of realized like, it was a camaraderie. The bigger picture was we got to get this sport elevated. And, and you know, she came in with her own thing and ended up being great. But um, she definitely, you know, rubs, ruffled some feathers, you know. And I think that's where sure. what Sasha's saying is like, I can kind of relate to that, too. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> but I've been here Did working. Did it go the you know, other way? What was the vibe like in UFC when CM Punk made his transition into UFC? Um, a lot of people, it was the same, I guess when there's crossover, you know, people were pissed off that yeah. he got the opportunities and this and the shots and, and, and the pay and all those. But I mean, I guess when you've paid your dues in one sport and you appeal largely in another, it's kind of the way that it works. And that's why yeah. I say you can't say fair or deserved. You know, it's just business. Yeah. Tough titty, little kitty. That's the way the cookie crumbles. That's what it is. People got to get paid. <laughs> exactly. and you got to you got to have that. You got to cross it over. No doubt. I mean, I, I think that what Ronda was able to do in WWE, I mean, however you want to look at it, the fact that Ronda Rousey came into WWE as a massive MMA star 
she also cut her teeth out there. She was out doing the live events. She was going out to these small town markets and learning the craft of professional wrestling. So I think that was a thing that really made a lot of uh, pro wrestlers respect what Ronda Rousey did for professional wrestling, if I do say so. Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts.